Proverbs. So this is the last Sunday um, in, in Proverbs. And it, it's, I, I've been enjoying it because every time, you know, we're working through a series, whether we're going verse by verse through a book or we're doing a topical exposition um, or, or we're doing a doctrinal study, I'm always excited about just get, I, I mean, I just can't believe God lets me like do this full time. Like, so I'm just always excited about the fact that I get to spend my time getting, getting ready for what it means to, to lace God's people with his nutrition. Um, as, as we finalize, you know, I, we started into a mini series about three weeks ago, and this is our fourth week within a series, within a series, um, in Proverbs on the wise man and the wise woman. We're in the last part of the wise woman and um, I, I'm just blown away just always by the scriptures and how God puts things together and, and like how the word of God like really has been able to engage us in so many areas that people think is irrelevant. And so I'm excited because we get to finally like I don't know too many too many people that are really talking to us these days about roles, um, about being comfortable in our God-ordained roles. Um, you know, when you, got, when you got I Love New York on TV, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, 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 can't, I don't even watch the joint. Like I, so I don't have any pairings for you today. I just know the fact that it exists. Amen. And, um, you know, homegirl, like, like I'm just blown away by, like, like first it started with The Bachelor, you know, and um, with, with, with main man would get a bunch of ladies in the room and pick who he want. You know, based on, and he get to slob all of them down and do whatever off camera he want to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kind of like, that worries me. Like, like that kind of worries me. Then we had Flav. Like, like you, you, you kind of got to have an identity crisis. To kiss flavor, flavor, amen. Praise God, hallelujah. I mean, you got you got to have an identity crisis. Um, and he had two, three shows where, where he got to, you know, whatever. Then out of that show came I Love New York, and I'm just tripping out of just how everything within masculinity or manhood, worldly wise, there's always a, a, a female counterpart to it. And I, I believe that. Even in those that those things that seem kind of hyperbolic and silly, I think that uh, women. I, I'm concerned about our women. I'm concerned because someone told our women that you got to be a dude. I, I, I mean, I mean, you, you still wear your makeup, still put on your eyeliner, still put on your fake eyelashes, still put on your weave if you got one. Go natural, you know. You know what I'm saying? Wear your low riders, wear your boots, you know what I'm saying? Wear your skirts, wear your dress. But, but this, but, but just know that, like, that's, that's the only distinguishing factor, um, between a man and a woman. Otherwise, there, there, there needs to be some things that women have that men have. And I think that there has been some equality, uh, uh, some inequality that's been expressed, some injustices towards women. But I think that the culture has caused us to begin to go off the deep end in relation to understanding God's ordained design. And so last week we kind of talked about we, we talked about something interesting. We just talked about, you know, a lot of people dive into Proverbs, and especially when ladies, like we talked about last week, seem to feel like, you know, Proverbs is a bunch of do's and don'ts, right? 
And so what happens is you get up in Proverbs, you like in Proverbs 31, and you kind of feel like, man, I, I really don't feel like hearing Proverbs 31 because basically I'm gonna hear a bunch of things that I'm not, and I'm never gonna get to that place where I'm able to be this Proverbs 31 woman, this excellent woman, this excellent wife. And so why even share it? So last week, what I wanted to do before I even got into the rest of the chapter is I wanted us to kind of develop a framework for a woman of depth. In other words, what gives woman her point one meaning? Now, today I'm going to kind of overview Proverbs 31 and kind of dive into some things, some big picture things that I believe the book of Proverbs wants us to have. And then I want to give the Christological significance of Proverbs 31, because I think there's there's some Jesus uh, nutrients in it for 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 the not just women, but in how it climaxes in the book of Proverbs. You know, I just, I'm going to just dive into my first point today. Um, we talked about last week, of course, that the woman, God's woman got to be a woman of depth. She got to have some depth. She got to have some character. She got to have she got to have a way about her that's distinctive based on not being the best looking girl in the room, but be the most beastie of soul in the room. But 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 now I want to say that God's God's woman has depth in her relationship with her husband. God's woman has depth in her relationship with her husband. It's a beautiful verse here. This by itself can be stretched out into a miniseries. Um, Because listen to what he says in verse 11 and 12. He says, the heart of the husband trusts her. And he has no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Wow. The heart of the husband trusts her. In Hebrew mindset here, of course, you know how we talk about the heart. When you go over to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Then it says, this woman is so beefy. So loving, so, so, so filled with kingdom worth and nutrition that her husband's heart trusts her. You know, most men are taught not to trust a woman. But the Bible says that a real woman that has depth, that she's not shallow, that, she, that, that her beauty is really more than skin deep, her, the husband trusts his heart trusts her. Now remember, in the Hebrew mindset, they wouldn't have... Like and when we think of heart, we just think of the emotional or the emotive part of the heart. But theologically and biblically, the heart is mind, emotions, and will. He trusts her ability to think. He trusts her ability to 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 to, to properly navigate her emotions, and he trusts in her ability to execute the will of God. It's it, her heart trusting him. The word trust there means to lean upon. Usually the word trust is only used of someone putting their confidence in God. But it says that this husband, this man, knows his wife so well, he's so blown away by, he's not just blown away by, by how, she, how she sticks out in different areas and how, she, how her perfumes, no, he's blown away by her depth. And because she has so much depth, he trusts her. And Proverbs 31 lays out what it looks like for the husband to trust her. What does he trust her with? He trusts her with what's on his mind. This husband can have pillow talk with his wife. And he can just begin to open up the crevices of his heart 
and begin to share his heart with his wife. He doesn't have to worry about her snapping at him. He doesn't have to worry about her downing him. He can, tr- he can open up his heart. He can open up his thoughts. He can open up his passions. He can open up his will. Because, see, see, in our culture, we teach that if a man shares his heart, if a man cries, if a g- girl, if he cries too many times, you know what I'm saying, like, he, he ain't no man. I mean, look, he need, to, he need to get his weight up. You know what I'm saying? He, he need to be on, like, I don't want no man crying more than I cry. But the Bible teaches that that a woman of excellence is a woman who her husband can trust. That, 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 in other words, that he can begin to put stuff in her hands and he doesn't have to worry about it. In other words, he doesn't have to micromanage his wife. How many of us, I know this, we don't have a, we don't have a whole lot of wives in here. That's why we got a whole lot of engagements and a whole lot of weddings right now. But I want to ask you, whether you're married or not, are you trustworthy? Are you a squanderer of resources or are you strategic with resources? Because one of the things that the husband who trusts his wife is about is he's, he's able to say he can tell her what he's passionate about. He can tell her what he's doing and, 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 and what he wants to do. He can trust her with the finances. You know, I remember on the Flintstones one time, you know, where, where they, they kind of act like uh, credit cards were invented. And I remember Wilma and Betty got the credit cards. And they got the credit cards, and it was just the whole thing. They had, like, this anthem, charge it! And, like, so they run out. You know, the way they got the credit card was they laid a piece of a stone down on the ground. And, you know, one of them, I don't know if it was a, a, a stone pecker, you know, because we got woodpeckers. They had stone pecker. He go, clack, 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 and he, you know, kind of get it together. Now it's made into a card, and he got that thing, and they ran off with it. And all they saw was their opportunity to go spin loot. Like, they were like, look, I mean, I don't know where the money comes from. All I know is something is available, and I'm running. In other words, a woman that's trustworthy, you can trust her with a credit card. How many of y'all can be trusted with a credit card? How many of y'all, if y'all get a spending limit, baby, $50. $50. But, baby, I, I was, okay, listen, I was in, um, I was, I, I was, I'm telling you, if you, Baby, tonight, listen, tonight, I'm telling you, um, you go up $5, you go up 20 listen, no, she can be trusted. You know, she don't, she don't try to maneuver him like, all right, since you said you want to go up, you know, it's going to be on, hey, we're going to go ahead and do it. But no, nah, it says she's trustworthy. She's trustworthy. And she can, she can, she can work some stuff. You know, so she can work in cracks and crevices to make something happen. She can be trusted with the finance. She can be trusted with the resources of the crib. He trusts her. She can be trusted with children. And we're going to talk about what it means to have depth in some, some of these other areas. Then it says, and he will, he will have no lack in gain. Interesting. Interesting. It says that he trusts her, and the reason why he trusts her is the fact that every time he puts something in her hands, he doesn't see subtraction, he sees multiplication. You know what I'm saying? See, 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 there's, there's a, the woman of worth, the woman of value can always increase on just a little bit. 
And she's always, we're going to talk about the depth of this and what's the beauty of her being able to multiply resources. In other words, the husband knows that whatever he places into her hand, she can multiply it in quantity and quality. But not only that, he can mention something in passing and she will think through how to bring it to fruition. In other words, a woman of worth, a husband can say in passing, I know this is going to pass some of y'all, because y'all, I ain't even thinking about, like, no husband, and I ain't thinking about, like, what I need to be for somebody else. My mama raised me to told me in Jesus' name, you don't need no man. And so some of y'all, this passing you by, because you already done got, you getting your woman on right now. You getting your worldly woman on. So so now, now I'm talking about wifing it, and you t- connecting to being a help, like the old church, help me, like you said, and, and you kind of sitting here looking, like, I'm I, I'm not feeling like being all this for some dude. But biblically, see, we got to shatter some of the norms that you've been taught. And I know some men have beat some women. I know some wimp, some, 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 wimp, some punk dudes that need to be hitting the chin and have their cavity all, yeah, taken in the back and punished. Some cats, need, some, some cats need to be punished. However, that doesn't negate your role to be a beefy woman from God's perspective. Some of us need to have so much stuff rewritten. Some of us need to have our hard drive just erased. There needs to be a new program of womanhood put on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because cause, cause cause some of you all, because parents want women, because we love our daughters and we, we're afraid for some, because we know what kind of stuff. And so we'll prepare them not for God's, we don't prepare them in God's way. We prepare them to be independent. And because they're prepared to be independent, when you begin talking about being in cohorts biblically with a man, it becomes irrelevant because I ain't trying to hear what what I can be for some dude. But the Bible says that the true woman is a woman that a man can trust. Now check it out. He puts everything into her hands. And so if, if he mentions something in passing, She's already thinking through. See, the husband is supposed to be the visionary leader of the household. The wife is supposed to be the detailed-oriented piece that is able to see the vision from point A to point Z. Y'all with me? Now, 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 I know that people are wired differently, but in the best-case scenario, a husband got to have a vision for a crib. I'm not talking about for the structure of the house. I'm talking about for the direction of the family. Y'all stay with me. We're going somewhere. And then after that, then, then the woman is supposed to be a strategic thinker. See, many of us, many, many of our sisters, you store yourself up for corporate America. So corporate America gets the best of you. But you try when you get home. No strategy left. You, you've been working and working and working for somebody else, but when your husband asks you about bringing something to fruition, you, you, you tired now. I ain't got the energy. I'm the, we're going to talk about that in a second. We're going to talk about that in a second. But it's going to be all in love. It's going to be all in love. Because we got to tear down some barriers. Amen? Y'all still with a brother? All right. Instead of tearing him down, she acts as a helpmate. The word when it says, and God says, I had to find a mate suitable for Adam. This Proverbs 31 plays on that reality. In other words, Adam saw, Adam saw rats. He said, I, I, can't, I, I can't see that. He saw elephants. He said, oh, my goodness, nah. He saw the lions and tigers coming through. He was like, oh, snap, nah. 
No, because lions, ah, they, they bite each other. And he saw sharks. And he was like, I, I can't do the sharks. He saw whales. He, he's just like, I'm not Aquaman. I just can't go in the water. But, 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 and so God said, I'm, I'm, I want to create in him a need by what he sees going past him. And I'm going to show him that I've made him so unique that I have to put him to sleep because he can't find her. I have to create her. And he said, God fashioned a woman that was suitable. In other words, it has the idea like a Lego. She, it, they, they fit in properly together. See, a woman, and because of the fall, things have gotten jacked up to where we got to work for things to fit in together. And so with that in mind, we have to think through, we got to talk, we got to communicate, we got to work through problem solving, we can't cuss each other out. Sometimes we got to not talk for a minute just so that we don't talk in anger so that when we come back together, we can fit together. In other words, the, 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 the husband has a woman, she's suitable for him. See, many, many women talk about, um, you know, I, and I know dudes got to have a job. They got to have a job. But sometimes, you know, we, we take it and we say, look, what can he do for me? That's wrong theology. That's wrong theology. Biblical theology says, how can I Voltron myself, Transorzee myself, uh, 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 you know, the day what they got, the Power Ranger myself. Um, up with a man, and is this man the best way for me to glorify God based on gifting, wiring, and direction? See, we size other people. Is he cute? Do we have pecs? Do we have six pack? How big are his arms? Are does he have does he have money? Does he have a degree? Does he And what happens is, is you marry a mess because you didn't think about the glory of God. You thought about personal passions. And so what happens is, is as a wife, you got to be thinking about, you got to be saying, I, in other words, the husband, the husband looks at his wife and he says, how can, he says, I, I can trust her with everything in my, everything in my cabinet, all of my resources, because she never comes back empty handed. In other words, she is able through their relationship to maximize the glory of Christ through her execution of her role as a woman. Ah. I like this part. It says, and she does him good and not harm. <laughs> I like that. She is not a woman. She is not, a, she isn't a woman a man would say when she goes out of town, man, dog, I'm freed in the mug. You know what I'm saying? Man, the wifey gone. Fella, come over. Where's the beer? Where the, where the chips? Where the, man, bring it in, man. Wifey got like, he's frustrated when wifey's out of town. He gets lonely. He calling you like, hey. miss you um the house been a little empty you know what i'm saying my i mean if, if you leave and he's happy something's wrong if 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 he if he been counting but if he's if he's counting the days he was there, now we know we need a break and all of that but i'm just telling you that if a if if a, if a man is glad when you're gone you got a problem but this dude, he, he, he's so in love with her that time away from her is a frustration rather than a blessing. 
she understands, listen, the principle that women are influencers of men. Oh, I wish I had time. Women, ah, men are the authority, women are the influencers. See, if you understood your role, ladies, you would understand that you are the authority without the position. See, see, God has placed women strategically in the life of the man to properly influence his authority. Let's, let's go through the corridors of Christian history. Look at Eve. It says she gave to her husband with her. In other words, she influenced her husband. Sarah, when God made a promise and she giggled, she said, look, I, I guess God's going to bring things to pass this way. So let me give you my, 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 uh, my servants. Influenced him. And I mean, Abraham was like, all right, cool. I mean, tag. I mean, I love you, honey, but I guess I got to have two more women. <laughs> um, you know, with a, with a heavy heart. <laughs> Rachel did the same as Sarah. Y'all crazy. Jezebel improperly influenced Ahab with idolatry. Solomon married women. And the Bible says that their influence did what? Turn his heart from the Lord. Women are influenced, man. But look at, look at the godly woman. The Bible says that the Lord had put it in his heart to kill Moses. And Zipporah was a woman of God that sniffed out the fact that God put a contract out on Moses' life. And she went and took her son, pulled his little tunic down, and, and, and said, snip, snip, and threw his, the foreskins of, uh, of, the, of the circumcision at the feet of Moses. She didn't say, ah, look at me, I did it. No, she threw it at his feet so that he would get authoritative credit before God. And, and, and listen, and he wouldn't die. God spared his life because of the influence of a godly woman. Listen, 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 listen. We've got, listen, do, are you able to do a dude good and not harm? Does your presence in his life keep contracts from the kingdom off his life? In other words, is he going in a particular direction that's godless or it's about to make a terrible decision and God has you lovingly? I ain't talking about popping, popping your lips and carrying on in your neck. I don't, like, I don't think we should do that. I don't think we should do that. I ain't talking about that. Some of y'all just get. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, honey, you know, I mean, I've been praying. You're the leader. You know, whatever you do, I'm going to follow as long as it's not sin. But but ju- this is your wife talking, your helpmate. Can I help you? And, um, and, and, you, and then you got to go and you got to rub him on his back like this. You got to rub him on his back. Amen. And then you got to say, you got you to gotta say, you know, honey, and, and I, I, mean, you are, you, I mean, you are authoritatively prowess. I mean, you, you, I mean, but I'm just, I mean, but we're 100, 100, it's not 50, 50, it's 100, 100, right, baby? And, 
if, if, if I just want to play what role God has placed me in this marriage to play. And I don't know if that's a good move. And this is the reason why. And I've been praying, and I know we've been praying together. Well, I'd like for us to pray together because we haven't been praying. But in other words, your words are morsels to his soul. Because a kind word can turn away wrath. And, and if you go in stomping like the big dogs, you know what I'm saying, with some Tims on, on wooden floor, that's how your spirit is, then, then he going to reject you. I'm just telling you. Now take, now take my word for it. Some of y'all are, are used to popping the neck and all of that. But I'm just telling you, listen to your boy. Listen to your boy. Am I right about it, fellas? All right, all right, all right. Next point. God's woman has depth in how she cares for her household. Y'all ready? God's woman has depth in how she cares for the crib. Check it out. Verse 13 through like 15. I'll just do that. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. I like that. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings food, her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maiden. I like this. Look at verse 14. I'm going to come back to verse 13. It says, she is like the ships that come and dock in and bring all types of delicacies from all over the place. All types of trinkets and, and, and all types of things from all over the globe. She, she's, she's like... <laughs> I mean, a good woman, a good woman, I ain't talking about R. Kelly's good woman, but a good woman is a woman that's like ships that bring rare clothing, rare foods that that region didn't know about. In other words, the Bible is teaching us that she's a connoisseur in how she takes care of the crib. In other words, you know, when she's fixing the food and carrying on, you know, she don't make the same dish. Meatballs and spaghetti, meatballs and spaghetti, meatballs and spaghetti, meatballs and spaghetti, salad, meatballs and spaghetti, meatballs and spaghetti, meatballs and spaghetti, meatballs and salad, <laughs> Texas toast, and, and Kool-Aid. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? She, I mean, she, now, she don't sit in front of the TV and watch Food Network all day talking about she a stay-home mom. That's a good idea. Rachel Ray has a good idea. Uh huh. She got the Iron Chef, and no, none of it makes it to the kitchen. That's not what I'm talking about, fam. That's not what the brother's talking about. But I, I'm talking about I'm talking about the wife that's that, that's thinking about man. My husband's when we when he went to the doctor, his pressure was up, and I need to lower the sodium. But I know he likes flavor. So I found out this spice that's imported from Blase Blase. 
I want to put it in. In other words, she 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 thinking about, you know, she going getting antioxidants and you know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, you know, what I'm saying my, I mean, you know, my wife, I remember when she first changed the, the order, you know, because a brother like to eat like 11, 11 p.m. You know, because I sit down and I'm in front and my wife will yell. I told you, baby, baby, you can have some celery. And my soul is angry. What no celery? I want a cheesesteak, some kettle corn, and some. I want some food. Something about no flavored air. I want some food. But, but, but my wife. I mean, but, 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 but a good a good woman always lovingly nurtures. I mean, she nurtures her crib. She knows the rhythms of her house, and she makes sure that it has that everything in the house has depth. She's going to Whole Foods, looking up organic stuff. Thinking, I mean, she's taking care. In other words, she has depth in how she takes care of her crib. And I like the way it says that she rises before her maidens. Oh, I like that. She don't let nobody else take care of her business for her. See, she said, I got me some servants, but I want them to know that this is my house. And even though I've hired them, I'm the woman of this house. I like that. In other words, she don't let any woman come into her house saying, I'm the one that really take care of them kids. I'm the one that really take care of the husband. See, women, you need to be the boss hog of the crib in relation to your prowess of taking care of the house. But some of us, let me, I'm going to get there in a minute. I'm about to go into the next joint because I'm getting excited. So she, she makes sure that she takes care of her household. And she makes sure she rises even while it is night. That means she gets up early in the morning and provides food for her household. It's interesting. Interesting the schedule she keeps. We're going to see that. And I'm going to get some takeaways for you in a second. But it's interesting the way she takes care of her household. In other words, her household is, is fully taken care of and there's not a lot of lack in it. And I'm going to flesh that out in a second because this is my next point that's going to explain some stuff I want us to dive into applicationally on my ne- on, on, from, the, from this point. God's woman has outside pursuits that bring depth to her domestic goals. Let me say that again. God's woman has outside pursuits that bring depth to her domestic goals. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm, 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 I'm having an issue, and I think the Bible has an issue, with women who make goals that are separate from the crib. Look at, look at verse 16. It says, she considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants the vineyard and dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands to the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches her hands out to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household. For her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. I like this. Because she's, she's beefy in the crib, right? 
in, the, in relation to how she takes care of the crib. But what she doesn't do is she doesn't take external engagements and pursuits that don't complement or build up or bring more depth to the crib. I'm afraid for the career-driven woman these days. I'm afraid. I'm not saying you, women, women are stupid and shouldn't get degrees. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want to come off as this ogre. But I think that we've, we've, done, we've done ourselves a disservice by not understanding what it means to be a biblical woman. If your, listen, if your outside pursuits, this is my father ministry always taught us. He told, he told the women, he said, if the outside pursuits take you away from ministering to husband and children, you need to subtract some outside pursuits. See, this woman, but she was able to synchronize her life. See, she was able to synchronize her life in such a way that when she, her, she was so beefy in what she did in the house, she could, she could actually start a business from what she did at the house. See, it says she considers a field and buys it. That's why he can trust her. In other words, this word con- consider here. This word consider here is a beautiful word. It means to plan carefully in accordance with purposes. It's usually used at devising evil. But here, this woman, she, in other words, she don't meet somebody at the market and somebody give her a card and say, um, yeah, um, my name is, my name is um, William Soul and I have a business. And um, we, 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 we're meeting Tuesday night and um, we want you to come through and we want to present an opportunity to you. She'll be like, I can't do that. In other words, she's not gun shy in investing, but she's always thinking through, will this take me away from my primary role or will it help? In other words, she considers a field. In other words, the Bible is saying that she's not a flighty investor. She's not flighty at what she puts financing into. She's 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 trustworthy and able to bring a return on what God has given the household and she's able to make the most of it. And so she goes out and when she she wants to buy something, she has listen. She has done something good. She's done the research. She hasn't just said, I'd like to do this, so let's plunge into this. But she, it says she considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants the vineyard. But listen to this. It says she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Most people look at this verse and think it's talking about her working out. That's, that's not what this verse is saying. You know what I'm saying? See? See, she, you should work out though. Amen. But I don't think that verse is talking about that. This verse is, is an interesting word. It's the same word that's used over in Proverbs 5 where it talks about men who spend their strength. In other words, um, she dresses. It's, it, it, a better translation of this will be she girds her loins with strength. In other words, remember we said it's like somebody wrapping something around their waist, uh, the, the loin girder, and it hangs down. But it says when she, when they tuck it away, it gives them freedom to move. In other words, she girds her loins with strength. In other words, she makes sure that in her pursuits, she's totally uninhibited in her ability to properly execute it to the glory of Christ. Nothing gets in the way of it. It says she girds herself with strength. The idea here is of gathering up of robes with a sash or a belt so that they do not get in the way of work. The point of the figure is she's, she's ready for She's diligent. She's not idle, chilling, hanging, blogging. She's not blogging all day. She's checking her email all day, beefing up her MySpace page all day. 
Amen, lights and walls. But 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 she but she but she's she's she, she's always thinking through kingdom endeavors, Christ-centered endeavors, household endeavors, so that she's able to always be diligent about the right stuff. Some of us, some of us, we spread ourselves into places where we're not able to be affected in the core places, effective in the core places. In other words, some of you need to synchronize your life. Some of you have too much on your plate, and you're not good at anything because you're everywhere trying to do everything. This woman, the Bible says, it says, listen, her work is beastly. It says that she's ready for work, she's diligent about her work, but she makes sure that nothing gets in the way of her core role. One of the things in premarital counseling that I always go through is one of the biggest things that I talk about. I talk about oneness, but the other, the second thing I talk about real big is I talk a whole bunch of premarital counseling about roles. Because if you're not, if you don't, if you don't know your role, and you don't actually have a passion for your role, and you don't make any goals for your role, then you're going to be all over the place. And you're going to let busyness fool you into thinking that you're being effective. But the Bible says in this passage that the woman of worth is not all over the place. Um, she doesn't upgrade every time there's an upgrade. She, I mean, she's not preoccupied with everything else except for her role in the Lord Jesus Christ. Then it says she dresses herself with strength. She makes her arms strong. She makes her arm strong. Um, of course, this doesn't have to do with working out, but it means the approach. Her, she approaches her work with determination, with readiness, and with strength. The idea is that she doesn't drag along. She has a rhythm and a passion and dedication. And then what she does at the home is marketable. It says she perceives that her merchandise is pros, uh, profitable. Her lamp does not go out, uh, go out at night. In other words, the euphemism here is to say that she's so busy at home that the work that she does at home is better than the stuff that's out on the market. And it's so busy that people say, girl, I don't know if you knew, but, but like what you're doing can be a business. What you're doing can be profitable. What you're doing, like, but it's because she was, she, she thought because she was moving. See, some women think, well, the home is holding us back. No, that's not what she's thinking about. She's saying, she's saying that my work in the home is, is, is a springboard and it opens up the door. If it doesn't, I'm cool. But my work at the home just drills down. Like some of you all are gifted at decorating. Somebody might come in your house and say, Dag, this is nice. You, I mean, you got your little Ikea budget and you got your stuff together. Look around, people say, man, the way you put this together, man, you could, I mean, you could do something with this. You might make a pound cake. Hey, man. Chocolate chip amaretto and, 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 and banana supreme and, and cinnamon coconut. Oh, oh, God bless God right now. Oh, I feel a, a pound cake in my spirit right now. Missy Branch, Missy Branch, my anniversary this week. God bless you. I give you, you know. Anyway, um, but... Like the stuff you normally do at the crib, organizing, like other people would pay you to do it for them. But it wasn't because you went out and tried to start a business. 
It's because you were comfortable in your role as a woman. You were beasting it out at the crib. It became noticeable enough that other people wanted you to do it for them, and now it's a business. See, we think that, we, see, when you trust God and you, and, you, and you bring your life under subjection of the cross, if you lose your life for his sake, you'll gain it. See, see, but when you try to make it happen, when you try to get out there and do your thing, then what happens is, is less happens, you're burnt out and you're no good to nobody. But see, when you, when you zoom in and say, God, and you're in tears, I got, my wife got a master's degree. My wife got a master's degree. Got, always graduated with honors. Always had higher grades than me. Um, she could be making way more money than me. Way more money than me in what she does. And I, I, and, but but I'm, so, I'm thankful, man, because man, she's willing to say, yo, man, I know I could be doing this. But, and, 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 not, and not that I'll never do this. Like, cause I don't want us to make it seem like a woman can't have a career. But I want you to understand, because this is very underpreached in our generation, is you're taught to go for yours. Go for yours? Hold on. Hold on. Who are we living for now? Hold up. Who you think you are? Go for yours. Yours? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that is contained and they that dwell within are his. And so God will, listen, when you don't do things God way, he'll booby trap your life. He'll booby trap it. He'll booby trap it. And you'll, 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 you'll have everything worked out, the plan worked out. And because it's not centered on Jesus, he'll booby trap it to fail. And you wonder, what? Well, nothing working out. I'm trying to do this. God, I'm crying out to you. And it's because God ain't feeling you. He's not feeling your pursuits. He's not feeling where you're going. And he's saying, listen, woman of God, if you would bring yourself under subjection under me, under my cross and under my rule, I'll make things happen that you were dreaming in your heart. And you may have given up happening because you've laid your life before me. Ladies, 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 today, many of you have trivial pursuits. And, and, and I, I ask you today. I ask you today, like, I'm not talking about the homey stay-home mom. Like, don't never do her hair. I, I ain't talking about, like, because there are some stay-home moms that need to get their weight up. Like, I, I'm, I'm just telling you. Like, they, they come in and they look, they, they, they come around, they look down, they, they jacked. Like, and, and so it's like, the other women, like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. Um, you know what I'm saying? N- n- nothing matches. You got a brown stocking and a, and a black stocking on. Like, I'm not ta- like, the stay-home mom has gotten a bad rap because of women, like, dress, you know, from here, turtleneck, up to, around your ear, lobes, all, like, I, like, and, and, so, and so the look of things, like, contextually has kind of looked foul. Like, because that doesn't look attractive. But when you understand the Bible says that the main thing that women need to be discipled in, is how to love their husbands. Listen, Titus chapter 2, read it. It says, to love their husbands. I'm going to be 20 more minutes. Um, to love their husbands, to love their husbands, to love their children, and to learn how to keep house. That's, that's, that shouldn't be depressing. Because 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 13 says, 
that women are saved through childbearing if they are faithful. Oh, see, a woman, see, women back in the day were itching to have kids. Now in our day, we birth controlling it out, and people ain't having kids to 30. But the world, they just having babies, just babies, nine and ten children. And, and the believers, we like, well, I got a career, and I want to be able to do this, and I want to be able to do that. And so you, 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 you 38 talking about you're going to have a baby. And, I, and listen, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm kind of applicationally all over the place, but I got some stuff I want to finish up applicationally on this. Is that I'm, I'm afraid for how we've been nurtured and trained. I'm afraid that we've been trained that children are a curse rather than a blessing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated that a woman thinking keeping house is below her calling. And then you're talking about, well, I hear you telling me what I'm supposed to do, but what he's supposed to do. See, that's, we already talked about some stuff he's supposed to do, and we're going to come back to that in the future. But, I, but I, I'm hoping that our women, that our ladies, that you would begin to have the past erased, that God would renew your mind. As you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. In other words, the God, said, the God of heaven said in 1 Corinthians 2.14 that he has given you the mind of Christ. Because he's given you the mind of Christ, he's given you the ability to think the way God thinks. Therefore, you have to have God's stuff uploaded onto your hard drive and your passions redeemed so you'll like his ways. Some of us have already rigged a life because some of my friends are struggling because they, they, they prioritize career. They say, okay, now my wife, she's coming home. She's ready to come home now. And then I'm like, why is she coming home? I'm like, why? Now she come home. They're struggling. Many of my friends are struggling, and I've talked to them about it, and I told them I was going to say this, and they said it's cool. They're struggling to have kids. They're struggling. Fertility issues, they go going to the doctor, taking fertility drugs, and, uh, and, uh, because birth control done messed their body up. So now that you want to glorify God in this way, stuff is jacked. I'm not against birth control, don't get me wrong. I think that's a liberty issue. But I am saying, like, I feel like we have, we, as, as, as the people of God, we've, we've so driven career, 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 that career has been centered instead of Jesus Christ. And some of you all need to learn to live off one income. Some of y'all need to learn how to live off one income. Even if she is working, you need to learn to live off one income. Because you, see, what happens is, is God's program is always postponed because you got a little bit more catching up with the Joneses to do. And I'm concerned, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that you got to get pregnant on your wedding night. But I am saying we got to really think through. I know that there are health issues, all types of things that we have to work through. But I think biblically, as we look through what it means for the woman who takes care of her house and takes care of the house, there's a balance in it. There's a balance in what, what, what it says that she does. And she's, she's diligent at her work. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. So her outside, her, her, her outside pursuits help take care of her internal duties. She makes her bed coverings with scarlet. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. She's not homey. She's not homey. She has some flyness to her. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But if you understand flax, if you understand flax and, um, and wool, linen comes from the flax. 
She made it. That's another issue. Let's move on. Finally, finally, and I'm closing on this because I know y'all ready to get me out, get me out the way. Last but not least, God's woman has a rep that brings depth to the lives of others. <laughs> 23. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Wow. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7 and 8 says Jesus Christ is the glory of man. Uh, I mean, man is the glory of Christ. Woman is the glory of man. What does that mean? Glory means glory means the beauty and radiance and representation of that who you that person whom you submit to. In other words, when people see a man, they're supposed to see Jesus, even though that's the same for a woman. However, in relation to God's divine order, when a woman is seen and experienced and known, her husband's stock should go up. See, when a man stands, a good manly man stands, Christ, Christ stock in his essence doesn't go up, but people's view of Christ goes up. Okay? Now, but a woman who's beastie and beefy, it makes her husband looks better than he does, even though he don't look that good. I mean, you can be quasi-raggedy, but when you got a good woman, it just does something for the crib. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a good woman. That's a good one. I mean, in other words, he's sitting in the gate with the elders, and all of the elders are like, dang, I wish my wife was like that, bringing them, bringing them banana bread at the gate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> While we talking. Let me get a slice of that, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like men wish they had you. They wish, they wish that the, because of the way you treat your husband, they wish they had a woman like you. Even the single men are looking at you, not lustfully, but they're saying, man, I need to, like, I need to have her in my mind as I'm choosing a wife. Are you, like, is Christ so Lord in your life that people use you as a physical standard representation of what he wants to see in his wife? Or is he wishing, he's hoping, I hope my wife ain't like her. In the gates. In the gates. But check it out. Not only that, it says she opens her mouth, verse 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom. I like that. She's a disciple maker. She makes disciples. She don't leave disciple making up to the dudes. She pulls some other young ladies aside and starts spewing wisdom into their lives. Come out of her mouth. You ain't got to worry about what come out of her mouth. Like, you ain't got to hold her hand tight when somebody say something. She's like, come on now, baby. Don't. God, in the name of Jesus, I just pray. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? In other words, you, you don't have to worry about what's going to come out of her mouth. She, 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 she meditates and thinks through, and when it comes out, it brings refreshment to the environment. And she pours into other young ladies. 
other young, other young virtuous women are under her wing. While she's, while she's, while she's putting, putting flour and eggs in the bowl, she said, now, baby, this is how you do it. Now, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you about, you know, some of the attributes of God. Open your Bible. Now, hold your Bible open while I'm stirring now. Go over, go over, go over to Psalm 139. Go over to Psalm 139. All right, all right, now. Oh, look in the refrigerator and hand me the milk. All right, now, 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 listen, like God, like she's, like, and when you're around her, like, like, it's, it's like you're around like a female version of Jesus, like you, you, like the words, and and it be like she, and she rebukes you in a way that you don't know she rebukes you until you on the way home. Yeah, that's when you know somebody they are beast. Like you said, you know what she did? She just, she just got all up in my stuff in a way that, dang, okay, praise God. I know what you're trying to do now, girl, but thank you. I really appreciate you being in my life. You've been a heaven sent. Has anyone ever said that to you? Has anyone ever said that because God brought you across their path, their path will never be the same? Their life will never be the same. They see your husband wig out on you and they see how you respond. They see how you and your husband. In other words, she 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 gives what now it says her children rise up and call her blessing, her husband also, and he praises her. In other words, it impacts your children. Your children have seen you. And now they know what to look at and look for. Your son, by watching you, know what kind of woman he wants to marry. Your daughter knows how to relate to a man because and they call her blessed. They call her blessed. In other words, you should be so beastly in the faith that some of your walk with Jesus seems unattainable by the people that watch you. Because you so depended on Jesus. Because you so pouring your life out and, and, and you so, and they don't even understand how you manage it because the Holy Spirit is fueling your life. <laughs> I know I'm going long. I'm going to shut up in a second. <sighs> and your husband. While the other guys are around shooting craps and playing poker, they, you know, tell me, man, my wife be tripping. Man, she don't be cooking nothing, man. I'm about to go to ch- checkers or something. You say, well, I don't have that testimony, dog. Um, my wife pretty much holds it down. Um, man, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I received the counsel of the wise. I married a woman, man, she, and he begins to just line up how godly she is and just begin, like, 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 the two things when I don't hear a husband praise his wife, either he's not feeling her or either he's not feeling her for two reasons. Either she's doing a good job and he's not feeling how she's doing the good job, that means he's wicked, or, or, or. When she when when she's not doing a good when she's because she's just not a good woman. And and this husband rises up and he praises her, not just in front of everybody, but he praises her in front of the children. So that instead of seeing, you know, the burning bed. You know, what I'm saying he sees, man, you see how daddy talked to mom. 
Like, man, I, I, I hope I get a wife with the house, like the atmosphere. Like, and some kids won't even know how influenced they are because of the household. Like, until they get out and see others, they're like, dang. Like, they, they're, they're all like, yo, we, mom and pops did their thing. Like, mom and pops, like, they murdered, mom, mom was, like, we didn't realize how much mom had on her plate. When a wife become a wife, she, or your daughter become a wife, she calls you back. And like, mom, thank you. Ma, I didn't realize how much work this was. And you did it with joy. You sang hymns in the kitchen with the window open. Like, <laughs> like mom, mom, I mean, I, I, mean, I, mean I, I don't know how many times in premarital counseling, because I always tell people, write out what your relationship with what your mom was like and what your daddy was like. And I want you to name the positive and the negative, and I want you to name in your life what you see in you right now. Let's change the script, y'all, in our generation. Let's change the script where children are able to rise up and bless us, especially the females. Bless the women because of a beastie witness. And it says, many women have done excellently. Many women have done excellently, but you surpassed them all. In other words, she's a woman's woman. Like Oprah Winfrey is the woman's woman right now. Now, I'm I'm not going to make this about Oprah, but she's the woman's woman. I want to see some women who think marriage is a blessing instead of shacking. Um, I want to, I I, I think, like, like, see some women who like embrace their role to the point where those who see your submission as barbaric will come to you like Nicodemus at night and ask you questions because you're a woman's woman and you actually make it look good when you do it, baby. Yeah. You make it look real fly the way you flesh that thing out. Missional with yours. Glorious with yours. But then finally... God's woman has depth that is rightly motivated. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be big upped. Yeah. A woman who fears to the Lord is to be praised. That word, that word, uh, a vein is the same word that's used in Ecclesiastes of life, being a vapor. Like, it's here and it goes. It says, beauty, that's what beauty is. But he said, a woman who has value, who has depth, is motivated by the glory of Christ. That's the woman of depth. She fears the Lord. She fears the Lord. The woman who fears the Lord, everything that she is flows from a rich relationship with Christ. She is not driven by temporal but the eternal. She is eternally bent in the midst of a time-bent world. She's a classic. She's an album that when you turn it on, it's a classic. It doesn't go out of style. It's not a, she's not a one-hit wonder. She's a diamond. She's a pearl. She's a jewel forged from fire.
Although the Proverbs is based on observations, y'all, the woman of excellence is set apart because her motivation for excellence is of the Lord. Her life is lived in light of the fact that she wants to live in light of God's order. She doesn't look at how men are doing or how the world develops womanhood and takes her peace and cues from there. She is confident in who she is because she keeps her eyes on Christ. She has a passion to align her life according to God's divine order. She is the new Eve. Just as Christ is the new Adam, she is the new Eve that lives in light of the second Adam. She doesn't live according to the fall. She lives according to the new covenant. And the woman in this passage is the picture of the church in whom Jesus Christ is the king who comes and looks for. But the difference is this woman has been prepared by Jesus without spot or wrinkle. And she and Jesus is coming back looking for a covenant group of people who are a bride like this. And women, every time you live out your God ordained role. You remind you are to remind the world missionally of the type of bride that Jesus is coming back to get. A bride of excellence, a community of wisdom. Key observations and I'm shutting down. Being idle for this woman is not an option. She's a self-starter. Others focused rather than self-focused. Practices womanhood based on God's divine, not fleeting cultural shifts. And she displays practical godliness. Father, I pray today. It's crazy. I was just on this block this week and had to engage in a domestic dispute between a husband and a wife beefing right here.